0: Wonderful praise and worship there. So good to be free to sing. Praise God. Thank God He's kept us thus far. Today we had more of the team uh, in the praise and worship, and it was awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you all for your effort and work. Praise God. It's a good day to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother John Wesley has been helping us out with uh, translation and. I'm sure you can tell the difference between Sister Krupa and him. It's all good, but I thank God there's a difference. Hallelujah. And um, as we wait for the whole change of lockdown and all that and the threats of the next uh, wave or whatever they call it, we can wave to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we have the power to wave in Jesus' name and magnify you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bring wave offerings to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Who is a faithful God like you? We're so grateful you've kept us. You've given us life and breath and all things. Hallelujah. You are the sustainer of our life. We receive your mercy today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't forget Psalm 91 on a daily basis will really keep you. And uh, whatever wave or wind or storm is out there, your foundation is good because it's based on the Word of God. Hallelujah. We were looking at Job for a, a little time there last week. And over in the ninth chapter, you notice here he is uh, speaking and very much in the beginning. Verse 1 says, Then Job answered and said, Yes, I know it is true, but how can mortal man be right before God? This is the Amplified Version. How can mortal man be right before God? So he has this cry out there, and uh, that should be the cry of all humanity. How can mortal man be right before God? King James says, I know it is so of a truth, but how should man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him, one of a thousand. Praise God. So he's saying that there's no way that if you're born into this earth that you cannot stand boldly before God. It's impossible. And as he continues to speak there, he comes down in his conversation in verse 33. Neither is there any days man betwixt us that may lay his hand upon us both. Verse 32 says, for he is not a man as I am that I should answer him and we should come together in judgment. Hmm, Praise God. We can see here that to bridge the gap between man and God, Job is saying, how is it possible? Who can come between man and God? He said, there must be a dazed man. That's old English. Dazed man there means like umpire or somebody who can mediate between God and man. So there was this impasse, impossible crossing there between God and man. Job says, there's no umpire in the Amplified. Between us, who may lay his hand upon us both, I would that they were. Praise God. Maybe we can hear um, Job 9:33 first of all in Canada.
1: Amen, that's a good one, Madhyastar. And
0: that's exactly the point that somebody should come between God and man because as long as man is mortal, he cannot approach this holy God. And Job way back then said, I need someone who can stand between God and me, praise God. And the answer to that is, of course, in First Timothy 2 and verse 5, familiar scripture that we read during our prayer times. Notice there it says, There is only one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all our people, a fact that was attested to at the right and proper time. There is only one God, one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, for all people, to be a fact that was to be attested to at the right and proper time. Hallelujah. This is why we magnify Jesus. This is why we sing his name in praise and adoration. And we are grateful because of that matchless name, because there was only one person who could come between God and man, and he had to be the faultless one, the ransom that was paid for us. That one mediator between God and man, he had to be man and Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
1: Let's hear verse 5 and 6 also in Canada. Thank you. <inaudible> Thank God for that one man, Christ Jesus, who was born perfect,
0: who lived perfect, died perfect, rose again perfectly and purchased a perfect redemption for us, a permanent and eternal redemption for us, hallelujah, thank you, thank you Lord Jesus, we are so grateful. Hallelujah! Aren't you grateful for this man, Christ Jesus, hallelujah, who gave his life a ransom for all, hallelujah, to be testified in due time. And our time has come, this is our time for us to testify and to make this ransom known to the world, hallelujah. You may not have much opportunity to open your mouth and say it, but you can actually live it also. If you get a chance to open your mouth and talk about the man who joined God and men together, you can. But your life will also speak volumes, particularly now when there are winds and waves and storms out there. Hallelujah. So remember, it's the man who was perfectly man and perfectly God, the man, Christ Jesus, who stood between God and man, the one who laid his hands on God, And laid his hand on man and brought us together. Hallelujah. Thank God that we can stand before God. Therefore, without any sense of guilt or any condemnation or inferiority. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now we can stand before God without any sense of guilt or inferiority.
1: Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So this situation...
0: All happened and we are now listening to it as something that has already happened, something that has passed. And we were not there, we were not uh, at the cross, we did not meet the man physically, the man Christ Jesus. We were not there with the disciples. We came about 2,000 years later and all of this has become news. Hallelujah. But it is good news. Praise God. And uh, we are getting familiar with this news and that news is becoming so real to us that we want to publish it. Hallelujah. This good news has to be published. We owe it to him. We owe it to the world to know that there is someone who has now bridged the gap between God and man. He is the man, the Christ. The ransom has been paid. You owe the devil nothing. You owe death nothing. You owe destruction nothing. You owe the curse nothing. You owe poverty nothing. The ransom has been paid. Hallelujah. Victory has been ascertained. Has been obtained by the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there are chances, however, that you could maybe miss it. Because you are still man and he is God. Amen. So Galatians 6 says in verse 1. Brethren... If a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Hallelujah. Interesting
1: verse there. Maybe we can hear this also in Canada. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Glory to God. So there is a possibility of having
0: faults. All of us have faults. And therefore, he's not just talking about simple faults. Because if it were just simple faults, guess what? There will be nobody who's going to help the other with their faults. If everybody's fault is what qualifies you to be, then... We cannot help anybody else. So this kind of fault is not just a very simple fault. This must be um, something that has become a great obstacle in the life of a person. And therefore, the correct language used there is overtaken. Overtaken in a fault. That means, uh, you know, imagine the traffic, someone overtook you and then stopped there and just parked there and maybe opened his boot and brought out some tents and, you know, just lit a campfire and just parked right in front of you and overtook you. <laughs> that kind of overtaking is what we're talking about. Amen? So it's not just common faults because if there were common faults, then nobody would be there to restore the other person because we all have common faults. Amen? So God is here speaking about being overtaken by certain problem, certain faults. And then it hinders your spiritual progress. It keeps you stuck there. Hallelujah. So those that are stuck in such a situation do need help. And those that can restore them are those who are mature or spiritual. And so we must strive to becoming that kind of mature person who will be able to help others. Amen. This is the target of our Christian life to become more and more available to help those who probably could be overtaken in a fault. Hallelujah. So let's talk about overtaken in a fault. It's like someone coming in front of you and then stopping your flow in traffic and then maybe building a tent there and camping out and stopping you completely. Can we say that in Canada?
1: Nau nama maragadeli nampu deh hoktaragawa traffic nali aradro namma munde bandi gadian nilsi, alle undh guzaran nukatti namma darige undh do undh do tadiya agu dakkay Amen, Hallelujah,
0: ali nilsi, you know, <laughs> praise God, staying there, living there, camping there, and you are like, but I was on my way somewhere. What happened suddenly? Who are you? And that's the fault. Amen? The fault came round and overtook and stopped us. Amen? That's the problem about these kind of faults. They can just come and, without you knowing, overtake you. And next thing you know, you're stuck. Hallelujah? And so he says, only spiritual people can restore such a one. And how is he supposed to do it? In the spirit of meekness, he says. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. In other words... The person who is in quote spiritual can also be in the same condition if he doesn't take care. Hallelujah. So we are all prone to these faults, and then we are all supposed to be careful lest we get, you know, caught up and we are hindered in our forward movement. Praise God. The way we correct the other person is, you know, with all humility, realizing that we also.
1: Can make the same mistake. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: The second verse follows closely at the heels of it saying. Bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. Notice there that this is all because you have a mentality of bearing each other's burdens. Hallelujah. In other words, there are some burdens that not uh, everybody can bear on their own. It's too much for them. You can help them to bear it. Praise God. So you have your own burden, and you are now strong spiritually. You're able to help somebody with their own burden while carrying your own burden. Hallelujah. That's very interesting. So sometimes we get it all mixed up in Christianity, and we think, Yeah, in church you're just supposed to bear one another's burdens. You know, and so on and so forth. But verse 4 says, Let every man prove his own work. In other words, you must do your own part also. Verse 5 says, Every man shall bear his own burden. Praise God. So there's a work that each one does, and there's a burden that each one bears. Hallelujah. So we must get familiar with the fact that There is a bearing of the individual burden. And then if you find someone who you can help with their burden, that would be fulfilling the law of Christ or the law of the anointing. Hallelujah. So the anointing has a way of flowing with that kind of law. Amen. There's a law to the anointing. It's not talking about the law of commandments or anything like that. Is talking about the law of the flow of the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's see if we can hear um, verse 2 also in
1: Canada, and then jump along later to verse 5. Amen.
0: So notice here our target is to be able to help bear somebody else's burden. Amen? And there the anointing will be uh, sort of, in quote, moved to help us. Amen? So how does the anointing move? It is in this area when you want to help with somebody else's burden. Praise God. You have your own uh, individual loads to bear. You have your own life to handle. You have your own situations to deal with. But you are now trying to help somebody else with their own, praise God, and you are relying on the strength and the ability of God, amen, to flow through you and meet that need. Praise God. So let's hear maybe, thank God, it's a powerful thing. It may take a little while. Let's go, therefore. Verse 4 says, Let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. So we're not comparing with others. You are going to prove your own work. Praise God. Um, It's very hard not to compare with others. We live in a fallen world, and it is all about competition, and your parents may have taught you. My mother taught me that I should have a competitive spirit, and you want to be something. Yes, you should be something, Be what God wants you to be. Hallelujah. But it's not because you want to compete with anybody. But back in those days, the mentality was, you want to be something. You have to compete with somebody else. You have to compare your life with somebody else. Hallelujah. And that was drilled into our heads while we were growing up. And I believe that's, she was a teacher. I believe that's generally what is out there. Praise God. So God puts it in proper perspective and he says, Each one has his own work. Verse 4. Let every man prove his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Praise God. Very
1: interesting. Let's hear verse 4 in Kannada. Amen. Uh, Look at the amplified version of verse 4.
0: Let every person carefully scrutinize, examine, and test his own conduct, his own work. He can then have personal satisfaction and joy of doing something commendable in itself alone without resorting to boastful comparison with his neighbor. See that? That's pretty clear. We are not now competing with anybody to see... Who's the most anointed and who's the one that can really come out on top? Nothing like that. We are here competing with our flesh. Hallelujah. That is our hindrance. That is our obstacle. That is the real villain. And that is what encourages us to be trapped in faults. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our flesh takes side with the enemy, with his temptations. And eventually stops us from moving forward. Hallelujah. So the real enemy has to be exposed. It's not really uh, somebody else. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. It's not really somebody else. I remember in the early years when I just got saved, sometimes I would walk into a bar and start preaching to somebody there. You know. Uh, Because I thought, hey, it's alright. But you know, it may not be the best idea. Praise God. Well, because, you know, you could drink. And number two, somebody may spot you there. And number three, that'll be it for your Christianity. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. But, uh, you know, we've been in this for a few years. I think I'm coming up on 30 years now. The other day I was looking through my certificates. Every now and then I have to look at my certificates for something or the other. And I notice, wow, man, you've been in this for a few years. Hallelujah. So, uh, sometimes when I talk about it, it feels as if it was just last week. But honestly, years have passed. Amen? So today, I may not walk into the club, or walk into that beer joint, and try witnessing. Amen? In fact, today, I really have to kick myself to witness to somebody. But back in those days, I would just walk right in. Hallelujah, and maybe take a sip from the guy also and say, I used to drink, man, I used to drink like this. I drank like a fish, but Jesus delivered me. And the guy says, like, really, you don't drink anymore? Things like that, you know, but we are not trying to compete. Amen? Or be boastful about how many souls you have won, and how many souls are still perishing, and, you know, make a mark like that by comparison. Hallelujah? We have to do what we have to do. We have to prove uh, our own work. And then we must rejoice in ourselves that praise God, I was able to do something. I was able to do what I believe God is telling me to do. Hallelujah. Amen. But um, thank God. These are interesting thoughts. Amen. So let's just say we're not here comparing
1: our work with others. Amen. Praise God. That's a good one. I mean,
0: if we were really free from that, what a life we would have. Amen. Keeping up with the Joneses is one of the main targets of life. Have you noticed that? Looking over the fence and seeing what do they have? I must have that too. You know, and uh, trying to keep up is, is where it all is. Hallelujah. But to be free from all that is our choice. Amen. We can decide, hey, listen, man. I am not competing with anybody. I am excited that you guys are doing so great. And if there is any way I can help, I would like to help. Praise God. What a lot of freedom that is. Hallelujah. Amen. So, thank God for that. Let's hear verse 2 once
1: more in Canada, It is really a blessing. Praise
0: God. So it's about being able to help others, isn't it? While helping others, the power is required because you're not just carrying your own. See, to carry your own, you may not need that much strength and power. But to be able to carry two, three people's burdens, there has to be a special flow of the anointing. And that is how the anointing flows. Praise God. Why are you needing, requiring? Why do you need to be anointed? What is the reason for it? Bottom line, you want to help others bear their burdens. Say amen. Not that you're not bearing your own. Notice, everybody has to bear their own. So we must charge each one. Are you bearing your own burden? Are you carrying your own weight? Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you, or are you a burden to somebody else? These kind of things are tricky, right? Just even talking about them can... Usually have a small hammer that comes out and goes tuk 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 and then it goes back inside. So uh, you will feel that, praise God. Uh, and that's alright, we should all feel these things. So my parents asked me, can this Jesus take care of you? Can he feed you? Can he pay the electric bills? Can he handle the sugar and the chai that you are drinking? I said, yes he can. He said, well, you better make sure because you cannot come and borrow anything from us. I said, I did not come here to borrow from you. I had come from Africa. I said, I came here to bless you. They laughed. (laughs) Ha, 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 we'll see about it. See, it may sound like it was two weeks ago, but it's almost 30 years ago. Amen? And now, almost 30 years later, thank God. God's word has worked. I'm not just carrying my little burden. I'm, I think, being able to help others with their burdens. Amen? I've had people come and say, Pastor, I'm so glad I've been listening and my life has changed totally. I'm receiving. God is blessing. I'm seeing the goodness of God. Amen? So if we're able to help somebody, just anybody out there with our life force principles uh, the special, I mean, the special anointing of God will come and help us. Amen? Praise God. Keep these thoughts now and let's go on. 1 John 1. How many of you remember that we are becoming fans of 1 John nine? No matter who said anything else, 1 John 1 nine was not written to unbelievers. Amen? 1 John 1, nine was written to believers. Hallelujah. And so we must be familiar with it as a believer is familiar with his own lifeline, his life support. Amen. So don't get uh, wary of this verse. Enjoy it. We're going to read 1 John 1, 1.9 uh, uh, from the ninth verse, the 10th, into the 2nd chapter, even to the 2nd verse. In the original, there was no chapter and verse. Man put it in there for uh, easy reference. And uh, they used their own thinking, so praise God. Let's try and side with God. Hallelujah. The point is, God looked at us and said, Hmm, you guys, you just got saved doing nothing. You just accepted what Jesus paid for, just like that. You became new creatures. All things passed away, everything became new, but that happened on the inside. The old man, the old sinful man passed away. That's why we have a wreath out there to explain that the old man passed away. So if somebody asks you, what's all that wreath business? It's because the old man passed away. Amen? There's now a new creature inside. Hallelujah. But the thinking of the old man is still there. The concepts of the old man are still there. The nature uh, that was fed into the thought realm is still there. Hallelujah. And it will take time. That's the rest of our Christian life is about handling those thoughts. That's what it's all about. And so God said, I know you will have problems, so confess. <laughs> if you confess your sins, he said, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. If we confess our sins. So if we don't confess our sins, it's possible that those sins will remain. What do you think? Very possible. Amen. Because he put it down as an if. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. He'll do his part if we do our part. Isn't that great? So, you know, maybe in the beginning you would be thinking about every failure and every sin very seriously. And then as time goes, you may just let it go. Have you noticed that? Maybe in the beginning when you committed the first sin after getting saved, you were broken. Maybe you remember. Maybe you don't. Hallelujah. It just broke your heart that, oh man, I thought I was going to live right and look what I have done. Oh no. Amen. Some of us were very good at telling lies. Some of us were good at shoplifting. You know what shoplifting is? You just go through the shop and when you come out, they don't know, but some things have gone out of the shop. Shoplifting. Whatever your little, you know, deviant behavior was, whatever. Praise God. (laughs) A new creature has come on the inside. Amen? But the the old nature thoughts would like to move you in the same old direction. Amen? So you may go into that shiny shop with everything sparkling and suddenly the thoughts will come. Why don't we just lift this? Why don't we lift that? You know, put on some glue, man. And things just stick on. Or, this is the perfect time to tell a lie. How could you miss this opportunity, man? Tell them your father is the governor of the state. You know, things like that. Hallelujah. Maybe you never tried that. But (laughs) if we confess our sins, (laughs) he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. So over 30 years, how many times you think I used that verse? Oh yeah, plenty of times. I tell you, I have lost count. I needed to use that, and I believe you did too. Praise God! Hallelujah! Amen. Verse ten continues: If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm, interesting
1: thought. Let's hear verse nine in Canada first. Now, na ma papa galanu <laughs> arichemadi dare. Atano nambigastano praise the Lord so I used to think about this verse 10
0: if we say that we have not sinned we make him a liar and his word is not in us praise God that will work a couple of ways you can say if you, if you think you are living perfectly that's a joke none of us notice not One of us is living perfectly. Not one of us is going to live perfectly. Just throw that dream away. Praise God. Because, you know, Paul said he had never arrived. And he was pressing forward. One of the greatest giants of the gospel and, you know, the age of grace was the Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. And he said he had not received full apprehension. He was not totally complete and mature. He said, I press forward. Hallelujah. So if you have already arrived, there's nothing to press into. Then that prayer stops. (laughs) My brother, my sister, you know that prayer is not going to stop. You have to press until the perfect day. Proverbs 4 says in verse 18, the path of the just is as the shining light that it gets brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Amen. There is a day when we will see him as he is. There is a day when we will become as he is. Hallelujah. Till that day, we keep pressing forward. And in our path of walking, if we are able to help somebody else bear their burden, thank God we can respond and the anointing will flow. Say amen somebody. Amen. So this is our desire. Hmm, glory to God. How can we put that in words? Let's see. None of us has arrived
1: and none of us will arrive. If that were possible, then we would not have to pray like Paul prayed, pressing into the things that are ahead. Amen. But mm-hmm. if Paul had to pray that prayer, definitely we have to pray that prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Praise God. So, you know, as long as you live, there will be chances to fail, to make a mistake again. But what happens is, God has a way of looking at you and saying, If you are walking in what you know, he will take care of the rest. Isn't that nice? Hallelujah. I'll just read that also. Verse 6, I mean verse 7 of 1 John 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Praise God. Let's hear
1: maybe verse 7 also in Canada. Atano Belkina Liruante, Nao Berkin Alinaridere, Nao Boro Bor Sangra Loboro, Anuatel Deve, Atana Maganada Yesu Kristana Raktaw Namuno Sakala Papadinda Shuddimarta. Amen. Notice some terms there.
0: Fellowship one with another. The blood of Christ. The blood of his son. Walking in the light. A few lines are there. Praise God. What does that mean? You don't have all the light. God is light with the fullness of light. The amount of light and revelation you have, you are accountable to walk in that. That's your little load that you have to bear. Do you know that you must get your healing? You have to walk in that. Do you know that you must receive your finances? You have to walk in that. Do you know that you must walk in the blessing rather than the curse? Then you have to do that. Amen? But if you don't know that, it is a burden which you do not know how to carry. And somebody who knows how should help you with that. Say Amen. So they will teach and maybe offer assistance as much as possible. Call on the anointing to help, etc., etc. Praise God. But at some point, we must be able to say, Like that. You take pleasure in seeing them walking. Praise God. Put your leg and see. Put one more step. Put one more step. Ah, ha ah, ah. ha, Come, come, come. Praise God. Can you see that? So our target is to be able to help as many people as possible to stand on their own feet. But you cannot help them unless you know how to bear your own burden and you are calling on the anointing to help. Isn't it? Lord, I want to help so and so. So I trust your anointing will be there. Amen? And then you step in and you say, let me carry some of that load. Praise God. That kind of thing is where you are bearing your own burden. You are walking in how much light you have. Guess what happens? The blood of Jesus will constantly clean and take care of things. Because you don't know more than that. Praise God. I'll give you a good example. There was this man who came from a biker background. He had a huge beard, uh, you know and things were living inside it, and he had wild hair, (laughs) and he had come from the Vietnam background. True story, okay? Vietnam background and, um, you know, the attitude. He had studied uh, Eastern martial arts, and he was missing some teeth, and tough guy, just regular tough guy. When he came back to the U.S., he found out that uh, they did not treat them well. In fact, they disdained them. They treated them badly. So he was in queue one time, uh, waiting for some stamp for some government uh, donation or whatever. And uh, he was so much caught up in his own little life that sometimes he would not take a bath, he would not clean himself. And so he, he just pee on himself and fart loudly in front of everybody and not be bothered. I mean, in the queue, you know. So that was the kind of person he was, matted hair, beard, and everything. And <laughs> it seems some lady of an African American background came towards him and said, "You need Jesus." And he said, "I don't need anything." No, you need Jesus. And handed him, you know, a tract. And he he just did something, lad. And he thought he threw it away or something. But when he went back home, he slept off and. You know, he woke up. Guess what? His hand was so dirty, this thing was stuck to his hand. And he saw the track. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Just call upon his name. You will be saved. He read it and he accepted Jesus. Guess what happened? His life started to change. He went to some nearby church. After shaving everything and all, he managed to sit there and listen. And he said, the pastor was going up and down, shouting about, uh, God hates fornication. God hates fornication. Da, 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 da. God hates fornication. Da, da, da. God hates fornication. This way, that way, this way, that way. At the end of the service, he said, Pastor, what is this fornication? And he said, sleeping uh, in somebody. Else, I mean, with somebody else that you're not married to. He said, oh no. He went to his room. Quickly told one girl, out, 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 out. God hates fornication and I'm not fornicating anymore. Are you getting that? So at that point in his life, he he was a believer, praise God. He was a new creature, hallelujah. He was on his way to heaven, yes, thank God. But he didn't have light on these kind of things. When the light came, he acted on it. Praise God. And the blood of the lamb will take care of everything. Are you getting that? So we can, if you'd like to check on this fellow, his name is Mac, M-A-C, Mac, and G-O-B-E-R, Mac Gober, that's his name, from Tribe of Judah Ministries. He has a whole ministry to these Hells Angels bike guys. It's a real character. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I think he's fixed his teeth and all of that. He's a, he's a cool guy right now. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying here is that you get it. Amen. After that, he wants to help others. Notice that. His own little burden was, he, he could bear it. He could come out. And then he's now helping others. Say amen. That's our target. How many of you know that's a good thing to do? Praise God. And so we're all on that way. Say amen. Alright. Now let's go to chapter 2 of 1 John 2. I think we read verse 7. Did we read verse 7? Yeah. Let's do chapter 2. Observe there. Verse 2. Um, verse 1. My little children. See? So he's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to people that he was involved in their salvation. So these are his own spiritual uh, children. My little children. Maybe they just got saved recently also. These things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 2 continues, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Praise God. So, you know, oh, Jesus, oh, that's for Christians. Only Christians for Jesus, not. No, for the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. The Christian accepted it, but the rest of the world has already been paid for. Our Gutilla. They don't know that. That they are paid for. The ransom has been paid. The blood has been shed. The perfect man Christ combination paid with his own blood. His Father. Gave him as a sacrifice, as a raktabali, as a sacrifice. Hallelujah. They don't know it. We know it. We have accepted. But his blood is still calling. Please come, 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 come. And that day where the blood stops calling is also coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And that will be when the, the kingdom of Jesus is established on the earth. When Jesus will sit in Jerusalem on a throne. And we will see him with our eyes and touch him. That day is coming very soon. That's the meaning of Jesus is coming soon, and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. So, this is our chance to let them know that God's satisfaction has taken place by the blood of Jesus. So, accept it now. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, He's the propitiation. For our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. That's why we are preaching. You see, if you understand this, and you are receiving the benefit of it, you are a beneficiary of it, you will not keep quiet. You say, please man, what's wrong with you? Jesus has already died, just accept man, please. And they say, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul Yonggi Cho, one of the great preachers of our time, maybe one of the biggest churches in the world, I think in 2000, he had, that's 21 years ago, in 2000, he had 7 lakh people in his church. 7 lakh people on Sunday, how do you like that? Interesting, right? I think that man affected Korea very immensely. But he was not always like that. He used to be uh, a mean, tough Buddhist type of guy. And one time he had tuberculosis and he was dying. And this little ch- child came with a Bible and kept telling him, Accept Jesus, accept Jesus. And he said, Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. And she would weep. And he would drive her away, you know. And she kept coming again another day, another day. Please accept Jesus. Read this book. And crying. And then one day he said, Give me that. Why are you crying? Jesus loves you. That's why I'm crying. He said, give me that book. And he started reading it. Guess what happened? He got saved. He, he accepted Jesus. He started believing that book. And he became the pastor of the biggest church in the world that time in 2000. Hallelujah. That's Paul Yongi Cho. He changed his name from uh, Paul because people started worshipping him. He calls himself now David. David Yongicho. You know, when you start going higher, sometimes people don't see Jesus, they only see you. It happens. That is the fallen nature. That is the old man. He needs an idol all the time. And he cannot wait to believe by faith. He wants to see everything. Hallelujah. Instead of listening to the man's teachings on faith, how did you connect with this Jesus? They say, He's like Paul, he's the man, and you know, they start doing all kinds of weird things. It happens. That's why God has trouble. Sometimes, if you get lifted up higher and higher, if you're not able to handle it, it becomes a headache. It's just like that. But thank God we have not been lifted so high, so we don't have that problem. (laughs) Let's get back to the tune. One John (laughs) two,
1: verse one and two in Canada, please. Nana Chikamakale, Niwu Papa the Papa Maradante, Iwu no Nana Nimuge, Bariute, Nay, Yavanadru Papa Maridre, Tandia Bariale, Nitimantanada, Yesu Christanu, Namage, Pakshavadi Agidane, Atanu Nama Papa Glegagi, Price Chittawagidane, Nama Papa Gliga, Matra Valade, Samasta Loka the Papa Glegagu, Price Chittawagidane.
0: Praise God. Praise
1: Interesting. So that
0: was the only thing that satisfied God the Father's heart when His beloved Son became sin for us. Hallelujah. Literally became sin for us who knew no sin. He did not know what sin meant. It's interesting. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. And notice there verse 21. Thank you, Jesus. If you are there already, uh, you know, you can just put it on the screen. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Have you ever thought about that for a minute? Somebody who knew nothing about sin. He knew nothing about sin. He was a perfect man like Adam before the fall. He had no clue. When you say sin, it's like, you know, he did not know that for himself. But he knew righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? Interesting, isn't it? For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. So God's beloved son knew no sin. He was like God himself, you know, in there, in his veins. No sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Wow, this is the, one of the most powerful verses in the Bible. After your new birth, you need to see that again and again and again. Notice that we are reading. The same old Bible. I open up my same old Bible and you will listen to the same old Bible. Hallelujah. And you're going to probably hear the same old verses. Hallelujah. Because you eat the same old food. Have you noticed that? Praise God. How many of you ate just totally different food today? Anybody out there? See? It's amazing that we we eat kind of the same food, isn't it? Praise God. I mean, Hidli vada or vada in Hidli? Which one was it? You know? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) But it was basically based on rice and urad dals and so on and so forth. Everything came from that basic level. Amen? Maybe you threw in a chicken here and there or a little fish. I don't know, but it's a bit early for all that. Maybe an egg. But next week and tomorrow, you may eat the same thing. Hallelujah. You don't complain about that, do you? No, you just say, wow, thank God for this. And you chomp it down again. Oh, it's a little ghee extra today. Hmm, nice. See? Uh, and the salt, oh, yeah, that balance. I like the pink salt. This Himalayan one is good. See, the little, little embellishments here and there. But the basic stuff is the same. Say amen. Hallelujah. A little naga, mercha, you know, thrown in, you know. Especially for the eggs, you know, it's really good. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it's just the spices, but the main thing is the same, and you're not complaining, you're happy about it. You're saying, thank God, some people don't even have this. Glory to God. Amen? You get what I'm saying here. So we will be looking at scriptures over and over again, with a little embellishment here and there, but the basic food groups are going inside. And the person is getting stronger so that he can bear his own burden and then be able to help others to bear their own. Say amen. Not competing or comparing with anybody, but doing what he knows he's supposed to do. Thank God. And in the middle of all that, of course you make mistakes. And so you run to 1 John 1.9 and you say, Forgive me, Father, I messed up. I wanted to do the right thing, but I ended up slapping the guy. Forgive me, Lord. I fell at his feet. I I begged him. He said, is this Jesus? Is this your Jesus? And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that, really. Please, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And then you go back to Jesus and tell him, I'm sorry about this. Father, I messed up. Hallelujah. None of you have done things like that. I'm glad you haven't. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of us have been, you know, in this thing for a longer time, so maybe we have. And some of us came from a different background. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But God's beloved son became sin for us. Amen. (laughs) Let's say that. God's beloved son became sin for us.
1: And so he had to be Uh, Broken in fellowship with his father. You have to understand that his father could not
0: enjoy fellowship with him
1: anymore. His father had to ignore him. In the prison of hell. Because the soul that sins or the sinner must go there. So he had to be there until the price was paid, three days and three nights. Namako uskara kistano ali rabekhagito yawa vorigo andre ali purti bilaya katta vorigo, suffering the judgment of sin. Oh, devra, paying the price for sin oh, nama taking our sin, nature and individual sins nama da and when the heavenly courts of justice were satisfied aitho, God sent the Holy Spirit to bring him out oh, He brought him into his body and quickened him out of that body. He brought him out of the grave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Perfectly. Hallelujah. Let's go off and look at something if we can. John the 20th chapter. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad? And all this happened 2,000 years ago. (laughs) I have to believe that today. The more I read it, the more I believe it. The more I read it, the more real it becomes. The more I hear it, the more it is clear in my deep thoughts, in my imagination. It's a fact, but for me it must become more and more real. Hallelujah. What has actually been done, a reality must become real to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go down to the 17th verse of John 20. Jesus said unto her. Touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my father. But, I go, to my, but go to my brethren. And say unto them. I ascend to my father. Your father. My God. And your God. This is a story of uh, Mary at the uh, sepulchre there looking for Jesus' body because the the stone had been rolled away, interesting, and uh, the the tomb was empty. So she came to check on the body and there she found it was vacant. And um, she began to look for the body and she said, if anybody knows where this body is laid, and the Bible says she thought that Jesus was a gardener and was asking him, all of those things. And guess what? Verse 16 says, Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. She heard that familiar voice, Sister Ron. And then she just, oh, that's Pastor. Amen. Somebody said, why don't you just say Ron? Why do you say Sister, Sister? Because honestly, that has to be more real. That that's your sister. Say Amen. I like to keep it that way. Otherwise, you know, we will lose some things. Hallelujah. That's your sister. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, "Rabone," which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not. Hallelujah. Don't touch me. So he was familiar with being touched by his disciples, hugged and so on. Amen? Sometimes, uh, because of trouble we have endured, we stop the hugging so much. (laughs) Otherwise, when I came from Africa, I was a big hugger. I I literally had a t-shirt which said, hugs for free. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But I was so full of hugger mania, that when I came... (laughs) And uh, uh, my parents came to collect me in the airport. <laughs> they, they just came like regular, you know, Malu tough guys. Uh, and I just hugged them and they were like, you know, they, they gave me the push. And I'm still a hugger, but praise God, we have to be careful. After, after some time, uh, you, you have to be careful because some hugs can be misunderstood. Say amen. Hallelujah. But notice, Jesus was pure and clear, and she came to grab him, and he said, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. So he was on his way to the Father. I'm not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brothers or brethren. Amen? He says, My Father has now become your Father. (laughs) Now we are brothers, my brothers, and say unto them, I ascend, notice, unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Can you see why we're trying to help each other? Because we come from one father. Amen. That's our daddy's house. We're going back there. Amen. That's why we're trying to help. That's why we have to help. That's why the anointing flows in that direction. It's the family. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. And then as time goes down the, you know, couple of days there later on. In 21, Jesus said unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, you know, even so send I you, and so on and so forth. 24, but Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Here's Jesus appearing randomly. I mean, this person can do that. He can. He can suddenly just appear. Amen. He came there and he said, Peace be unto you and all that. Thomas wasn't there. Guess who Thomas is? He's the one that came to India in AD 53. This man. He wasn't there. He said, Uh uh-uh, uh, unless I see him, I will not believe. You can say whatever you want. I must put my finger inside the hole of the nail prints. I must put my hand in his side. Then I will believe. Till then, forget it. Amen. Notice, the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, so Jesus heard that, right? And he said, don't worry, eight days is good. After eight days... Again, his disciples were within. Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger. Thomas, show me your hand. Bring your finger here. In behold my hands, touch. Reach hither thy hand. Thrust it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. He had to. Then Jesus makes this amazing statement. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and have yet believed. Praise God. You know, this verse has made all the difference. Some people have gone negatively with it and said, If Thomas saw him, I must see him too. Praise God. Amen. But Jesus said you are blessed because you have not seen him and you have believed. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I have a certain way of reading it, which I have learned. I was taught like that. Amen. It's good to be taught. I was taught that because I did not see him and I believed, I'm blessed. How many of you are blessed? That's where the blessing is. Jesus knew that that's where the blessing was. That's why he has not showed himself openly to many people. Because that's not where the blessing is. The blessing is for those who do not see and yet believe because of the scripture. That's where the blessing is. Amen? Okay, what about Paul? The Lord appears to him here and there. Go and read it. Anytime that happens, it's because he's going to go through some serious fire. That you and I cannot even think about. He would be tossed into jail, you know, thrown away into the sea, etc., etc. For Jesus, not for himself. Not because he stole money from the bank or didn't didn't pay his credit card bill or anything like that. Amen? But for Jesus' sake, he was going to go through some amazing trouble. So Jesus would appear to him and say, be of good cheer. I have people in this city, don't worry. And he would say, the Lord came and appeared to me, told me this, so I was able to go through this problem. Amen? One time I had a serious problem also, and I had to uh, preach the same day over a period of time, and I had this interesting uh, vision where the Lord, uh, I saw myself on this huge bed, and the bed head was full of jewels, and amazing, I was resting on it, and The Lord came and put his hand on me and said, rest. He comforted me. He stroked my hair. It was a very tough time in my life. Amen? I don't want to go back there again. Just to get stroked. No. You understand what I'm saying here? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen? Yeah. He knows what you can bear. He knows what you need at that time. Praise God. And he will help you. Because he's the man... Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And we are his brothers. And he says, I know him. He needs this right now. And he, he may come and show you a special favor then because he knows you. Amen. And with tears in my eyes, that Wednesday I preached and talked about it. And it was such a balm for me. A bomb was applied. A thylum was applied on me. I was so happy to just be touched like that. Are you out there? Praise God. Thank you, sister. Glory to God. I think she she knows what she's talking about. Praise God. So he knows each one of us. But blessed are those who without seeing have believed. Amen? Sometimes we go through some serious stuff, man. But God is faithful. Amen? Praise God. And sometimes you have to preach in the midst of all that. And that's a challenge. Your face doesn't want to just smile. Your face wants to be like Hitler. But you have to just calm down. By the help of the Holy Ghost. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. No. But Jesus will help us. Amen. Hallelujah. right, Maybe we can hear verse 29 also in Canada.
1: Yes, I am going to say, I am going to say, I am going
0: to say, I am going to say, I am going to Hebrews the am chapter. And um, we can see. to to awesome chapter. I'm sure you have been reading it. Like I said, it's the same old Bible, same old verses. You've probably read this ninth and 10th chapter over and over. It's worth reading. The book of Hebrews on a whole is just awesome. Praise God. Let's read from verse 19. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water, scarlet wool and hyssop, sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which God has enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things by the law are purged without blood. And without shedding of blood, is, there is no remission or is no remission. Now we can pick up from 23. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of the things in heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself. Heaven itself. Now, to appear in the presence of God for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice here that there are patterns that people try to make. I was listening to um, a WhatsApp forward from one of our uh, people. And um, it was a doctor sitting on a table. But in the background, it was their denominational church. And it had a big curtain and all of that. Nice red curtain, and you know, nobody could cross over there. But he was reading out and talking about some great things, medical science, you know, and the, the, the official ministers of that congregation were also there with him, side by side. Amen. Where do you get that from? Well, from the patterns. There were patterns that people followed. You have to build like this, and you have to have some curtains, and you have to have. What about just empty walls? The other day I had to put a new number plate on my car, because uh, you're not supposed to have just three digits, you're supposed to have zero for the empty one. How about that? Yeah, if you don't know that, you better get that done. Anyway, I was there, and eventually the conversation came down to, what do you do, sir? You know, With the gray hair you became, sir, what do you do, sir? And I said, pastor, prayer, oh, So after some time he said, what kind of denomination? You know, he was trying to explain denomination. So I said, he said, Catholic, this, that. I said, well, there there are certain denominations that worship idols. I'm not in that one. Oh, yours is the empty wall. I said, you're right. (laughs) It's the empty wall. Hallelujah. Yours is the hallelujah. I said, that's right. We're the hallelujah guys. We're the empty wall guys. Because the pattern has been fulfilled. I don't need to have the pattern. Jesus went into heaven itself. He is the one that went for me and you. We could not go there. That man became the umpire. The day's man. To hold my hand and God's hand together. He had to go. He had to take his own blood. He had to appear in heaven itself. Not some pattern behind some fancy curtain. He had to go into heaven itself. Who has gone to heaven itself? Jesus. How could he go to heaven itself? Because he was the perfect God-man combination. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear maybe verse 23 and 24 also in Kannada.
1: wastigali wasthagallige. Madariagirua, Vastagolo, Shuddi Karanakagi, Inta Yagnego, Avasha Wadero, Paraloka the Liro Valley, Yakandre, Christano, Nijawagi Dale, Samyawagido, Kayinda Katida, Parishuddha Stadagalli, Praveshi Sida, Samukadali, So you can say
0: something very powerfully to yourself. My eldest brother has gone to heaven itself for me. (laughs) I have somebody in heaven itself. The highest level of authority, the highest position, the highest power for you, for me. Someone has gone there and he's your eldest brother. He said, go tell my brothers that I have gone to their father, my father, and them have become one. Hallelujah. Our father. Our father father hallelujah ah we have not been left here is your daddy taking care of you oh he has taken care of us hasn't he taken care of us hallelujah man we're here breathing we're here shouting no matter what symptom came we are still here say amen hallelujah our father has been taking care of us because there is a man there who is god and man Who is taking our place there. Otherwise it could not have happened. Even God loved us so much. He wanted to reach us. But he said I can't. Unless there is somebody who can come between us. And Jesus said I will go. But you have to go to hell. I won't talk to you. I will disconnect myself from you. You will have to forget that you even knew me. I will go. I will go. You will burn there. You will suffer exactly like a sinner. But you will carry all the sin of all the world and the nature of sin. I will go. You will be forgotten in the legion of the doomed for days. Are you ready? I will go. (laughs) Our eldest brother went there. And guess what? He paid the full price. And he rose up on the third day. If he had not paid the price, he would not have risen. When he rose up, she was so happy she went to touch him. Don't touch me yet. I have still business to do. I am ascending to my father, your father, my God, your God. I am still in the mission. Don't touch me now. Afterwards, he said, touch me, touch me, touch me, please touch. Why could not he be touched? At that point, because he was an official business. No sinful person should touch him at that point. After delivering the blood in the heavens itself, as he's supposed to do, the work was over. He said, now come, touch me. All of you just jump on me. Puppy squash Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 2,000 years later, here we are. And we're saying, can I puppy squash you? He said, he said, do it by faith, man. Close your eyes. Believe what I'm saying. Jump in. He said, that's where the blessing is. That's where the blessing is. I want you to be blessed. Amen. He said, every morning, give me enough of those squeezes and jumps. And just hug me, dance with me, and then go for your work. I will enjoy it, and you'll be blessed. Amen. Say Amen. Hallelujah! That's why we're here. We're giving him incense. We're giving him perfume. We're giving him worship. Aradane, Aradane! Hallelujah! Praise God! We are worshiping this great King. He is worthy. Hallelujah! Jesus is worthy. Hallelujah! Is there anyone that is worthy? Jesus is worthy. The Man Christ Jesus. I don't want to shout, I forgot, we are, we are in lockdown. Non-essential services. Non-essential, but isn't this the most essential? Once your spirit, your heart is broken, your life is finished. It will become like this. And every disease can come and sit. Every lie can come and sit. That's what they want, but we are not giving up. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is just keeping us going. (laughs) Because of this, we are going day after day after day. No matter what is happening. Fifth wave, delta, gamma, whatever is coming. Bring it on. I don't care. Jesus is bigger. Jesus is greater. By his stripes, we were healed. No evil shall befall you. No plague shall come near your dwelling place. I don't care where they are manufacturing it from. It cannot affect you. Jesus has taken that curse. Jesus has borne that disease. He paid the price and suffered for it. He completely paid for it. And then ascended on high. Hallelujah. Therefore, you and I can say, Thank you, Jesus. I'm not worried. I'm not anxious. I'm not fearful. Amen? Because the man, Christ Jesus, did it. Amen? Amen? Now, let's see if we can continue. 25, with this, we would have come somewhere. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters into the holy place year or every year with the blood of others. This is the original. Amen? You know, it's, it's very interesting. The Jewish people have been in contact with this country for hundreds of years. Amen? And sometimes we would be passing by and we would see things. We say, that's just like the temple. That's exactly like the temple. That's like the temple. You can't go inside. You can't do this. The same colors. Everything is there. How did they know that? And then sometimes you will see blood also there. Where's this Bali from? So there was a pattern that was communicated From way back. About offering blood. Of an innocent life. Shedding innocent blood. Hallelujah. Innocent blood. Has to be shed. As a sacrifice. A substitute. Hallelujah. But at one point. It was always pointing towards. The perfect sacrifice. The perfect one. Who will be sinless who will oppose the lies of the enemy, who will stand and live a holy, pure life, proven in front of people, not do anything contrary to the law, completely obey his Father, completely pass every test, and then offer his life blood instead of us. And that's the Lord Jesus. And so he didn't have to go like they used to go once every year, and do a covering or a renewal of the same license again and again. No renewal required. Amen. You know, when you get a 20-year-old car license, you, you're happy, right? When they say next renewal, 20 years. Wow, don't you feel good? You don't have to even look in the area of RTO for 20 years. But I think it has changed. <laughs> Imagine you don't have to consider your salvation forever. Otherwise, every year you have to go to Jerusalem. I don't care which person you are, which tribe you come from. If you believe in his God, you have to go to Jerusalem and line up there every year for that sacrifice. Can you imagine? You and I can just walk na na and you're saved. You're going to heaven. On your way to heaven. Without doing anything. What? Perfectly on, on your way to heaven. Your salvation is perfect. Wow. Glory to God. Amen. Wow. Some people, their business is to make people feel as if they are useless and have lost their salvation. That is where the whole everything is. But our business is not that. Our business is to secure your salvation. Hallelujah. And if you know that you've sinned, confess it so that we can help somebody now. Say Amen. Amen. So if people come to the front and cry, they're happy. Three, four cries. (laughs) Mm, Let's do some more. No. That's not how you talk to believers unbelievers, okay, if they cry and come to the front, praise God. Believers crying and coming to the front, hmm, okay, it can mean that he's deeply penitent. Maybe he has Mahapabi and he's crying about it. And oh Jesus, please forgive me in front of everybody. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. But when you're in your house by yourself, what happens? So it is inside that is supposed to be important. Are you out there? And you will sin again. And 1 John 1, nine must be used again. Don't get tired of it. He said, "My, I have written these things unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You have an advocate. If you sin, you have an advocate. Whose advocate? The vakil on your side. Amen? You have the best vakil." <laughs> How can you not win the case? The advocate is your eldest brother, the one who gave his rakta for you and went to Naraka for you. He is your eldest brother, the vakil. How will you not win the case? Guaranteed, you will win the case. Absolutely, you will win the case. Guess who the judge is? Your father. <laughs> So you put the document on the table. Make sure it's all Paka, Jesus name stamped on it. Guaranteed. I don't care how much they play the game. You have won. He went to hell. Hell could not stop him. Death could not stop him. He rose again the third day. What can stop him? All eternity could not stop him. He rose again. Victorious. So that you and I can sit down and say, Hallelujah, I'm enjoying the victory. I don't care what they do. I don't care what shows up. It has been paid for. It is settled eternally. Hallelujah. Uh Uh-oh, I better take it easy with the voice. But can you see what we're saying here? God wants us to be convinced. Convinced. Relax. Don't worry about anything. Don't be bothered about anything. Tell me, thank me, fix. It's done. Amen? Week after week, month after month. So what? Three years, sitting like this. How stupid is this? This is the work of men and devils. We are sitting around like a bunch of... Let me not go down that road. It's not right. Definitely it's not right. But Jesus is coming soon. If they want it like that, they can have it. We're going home. We're going to Daddy's house, where the streets are gold, where there are mansions with precious stones. Each one has been prepared for, because our Daddy cares for each of his children. He's the perfect Abba, perfect Father God. So relax, brother. The worst thing is you go there in a hurry, that's all. But as far as I know, you can deny and say, I am not going now. I will finish what I have to do. Then I will come because Jesus has fulfilled all righteousness. Amen. Nothing can stop me right now. You will feel contrary things, symptoms, this, that, problem, whatever. Who cares? Jesus went to hell. He rose again. Don't worry. It is over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brother, my sister, be encouraged right now. There's a man there as an advocate helping you with his words, helping your case, helping your situation in front of the most powerful person in the universe, our Father. Amen? Just make sure your sheets are correct. Get the verse, tell him, Lord, I don't care what it looks like, this is what you said. This is the verse. That's all you do from morning to night. Hallelujah. He'll take care of the rest. Amen. Verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Let's hear that verse also. 26.
1: Hmm, glory to God. At the end of the world he came to settle the matter.
0: So the end of the world began 2000 years ago. So what is this now? This is the end of the end. Just nimisham, some few minutes and we'll be out of here. That's why it's so wicked. That's why it's so mean. That's why you cannot understand. People are pulling people off the ventilator. They're switching it off and charging you for it. They're killing the guy. It has become wicked. Why? This is how it is. The enemy will come with anger, great anger, because his time is short. He knows this is the end. Hallelujah. Amen. So my personal advice to you is, don't even go near that place. <laughs> it's like the mechanic. You just pass there and stop. You'll say, change this, change that. So guess what? I just don't even go there. I just go home like this and fix it and come back. Say amen. No, if you like, you can go, but I'm not going there. Say Amen. I'm not. It's my choice. Your choice is up to you. Say amen. I'm not holding you to it. That's your choice. But the price has been paid. The full price has been paid. I don't trust medical science. I don't trust those guys out there. One second. I don't. And if you want to know why, you can read it for yourself. It's written. First Timothy 6, I think. Uh, The last verse, he says, fables, lies, myths of science, falsely so-called, that they cause you to err from the faith. They call it knowledge, but it's it's a fake. Is that the correct verse? 620, I believe. Yeah, there it is. Let's hear that in Kannada, just in case anybody needed
1: to hear that. Oh, thiane, go, sullu go, ninna ah, Sulu. It's all just some lies, you know, wrapped up.
0: Whatever is true there, God showed it to them. The rest, full of lies. I'm not believing them. I believe Jesus. Amen? My sister is a dentist. There are cousins of mine who are doctors. I don't mean any offense to anybody. If you are a doctor and a believer, God have mercy on all of us. Amen? Praise God. But I would go with Jesus. There is one person who paid the price for us. His name is Jesus. Amen? If you need penicillin, if you need the other saline, go for it. Oxycillin, you know, whatever. Saline, go for it doesn't matter. Amen? But for me, it will take some time for me to even go near that place. I prefer to go and pray for somebody there. Amen? Alright, let's read verse 27 also of um, Hebrews 9. And I go, It is appointed unto men once to die after that judgment. So Christ was once offered. Praise God. 28 is where we should camp. Christ was once offered, once, (laughs) once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Guess what? Because of your faith, you are looking up. What you have believed makes you look up, doesn't it? Thank God for that. Hallelujah. Why should we look up? Our redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. We are not looking at this mountain and the other, you know, we are looking up. Our help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He has paid once for all. Your salvation is so perfect. Your redemption is so perfect. Your business and my business is to check. If I miss it somewhere, forgive me, Lord, and be cleansed. And then continue on. Try to help somebody bear their burden. Amen. Are
1: you out there? Did you get something today? Maybe we can hear verse 28 also in Canada. Amen. Praise God. So I am relaxing.
0: I'm taking it easy. I'm not worked up. I'm not worried. Although chances are there, my head feels this and that and the other, but I have to hold on to the word and calm down. Hallelujah and rejoice and put that smile on my face. Amen, because I need to help somebody. When you're like this, you can't help anybody. They will look at you and say, you need help, man. We need to be able to help somebody. Say amen. That's what we're here for. Amen, to bear burdens. Carry on, but also bear others. That we should be moving that way. Did you get something today? Let's worship Him. Rappacite crusto, membra vavre veste falla, jonda refervia, lemo cuto crusto prabalambra, el amando roboreste prevedicete lebose tora sente namambre fiendo repelme rafflandes destre preque s'tia. So, no matter what you are facing today, don't be too concerned. Because your eldest brother already saw it. Before the world began, he knows about it. He knows your DNA. He knows your family tree. He knows your bloodline. And he paid in precious blood to make sure that you are translated out of darkness into the marvelous light. You have been picked up from the dominion of darkness and made to sit in the light. So rejoice and be glad, because that is your portion. And as you live in that light, you will be a light unto others also. For it is in his light that we see light. Ha 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 ha. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Ha ha ha. My God shall supply. My God shall supply. My God shall supply. All your need according to his riches in the light realm. In glory in Christ Jesus. Walking in the light keeps the blood covering you constantly. Keep walking in it. And if you miss it, confess your sins. He is faithful. He is just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. We have an advocate with the Father. The Precious Lord Jesus, our own advocate. He knows you. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe you got something today. We like to have communion. So if you like to join us, celebrate. This is powerful stuff. You know, someone was telling me the other day that... um, Only when you're in trouble, you realize how powerful communion is. Amen? Till then, it's kind of a formality. But when you really need help, guess what? The communion becomes powerful. You will just take it with that power. Amen? But otherwise, it's like, ah, communion, communion. So let's take it seriously. Let us experience the power. Thank you, brother. The power of the communion. Hallelujah. There is power in the communion. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. You remember we read. Without the shedding of blood. There is no remission. Without the shedding of blood. There is no remission. Jesus is our guarantee. Notice there Hebrews 7.22. So much was Jesus made the surety. Of a better testament. What is the guarantee of. Of your testament or that uh, kata. See, the kata is the testament. Hallelujah. You know, if, if your parents are rich and uh, they, are, they have written the will, praise God, and then they pass on, you can receive from that will, from that kata. Isn't that right? Praise God. So there has to be the death you cannot go and ask them for uh, the property while they are still living there. They will say, what? You want me to die? Why are you asking like that, man? Praise God. So the person must die first of all. Hallelujah. The prodigal son, he took the property before the man died. But guess what? After messing everything, father still said, come home. That's a different kind of father. <laughs> Not every father is like that, Right? But let's try and be like that, Father. This one, the Bible says, He died 2,000 years ago, and you believe that. Therefore, today, as you take these elements, you're saying, I believe He died. Because of His shed blood, because of His broken body, I can receive from the Kata, I can receive from the testament, the will. I can receive healing, wholeness, soundness, welfare, nothing missing, nothing broken, every need for my house, for my family, for all my work, everything that concerns me, like Job chapter 1 verse 10, everything much more than Job. So today, as you take this meal, remember that, Lord Jesus, you paid, you died. Therefore, the blood of Jesus has paid for that testament. You are the guarantee. You are the surety of the New Testament. You are the guarantee. Your blood, your life is the guarantee. Because you are alive, because your blood has been shed, hmm, we're going to receive everything. Everything in this earth realm. We will receive it and then come home satisfied. Completely satisfied. Victoriously in every area, financially, physically, materially, emotionally, in every area, in Jesus' name, amen. Shall we eat and drink? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Like they say in the north, JMSEE Hallelujah. How many of you had a good time? Alright, if you like to give an offering, this is a good time to do so. So the same number plate guy said, um, "Ah, So how do you get the money, Hana? I said, um, people who listen on the online, they are the ones who are giving. Because everything is online, right? He was asking out of curiosity, how do you get this Hana and all that? I said, that's how I get it. I said, you see this bolero? I didn't buy it. Then one guy next to him piped up and said, yeah, yeah, there's another one like them. This way, His hand is full of rings. He gives biryani to everybody every day. And so on and so forth. I said, yeah, there are different types like us, but this is what I'm telling. <laughs> Hallelujah. So my brother, my sister, if you'd like to give in Jesus' name, God is faithful. It's okay to have rings and houses and all that, but follow your heart. Amen? God is faithful. Praise God. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. I'm blessed in my giving and I'm blessed in receiving. Abraham's blessings are mine. Oh, Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. I'm blessed in my giving and I'm blessed in receiving. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name our eyes will be open to see this thing, that we will walk in it and receive all Jesus paid for. The earth must produce, whatever is in this earth must produce for the sons of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Thank you so much, team. Thank you.